Shy, everybody. It's Friday, <laughs> April the 20th, 2012, and you are listening to the 8-4 Play podcast. Um, I am your host, Mark McDonald. Uh, with me is uh, JJ Justin Epperson. Hi. <laughs> um, Brendan Pritchard. Yo. Uh, Hiroko Minamoto. And John Ricciardi. I didn't just have a baby. And uh, thank you for joining us on our here our, at our new home at uh, at Giant Bomb. Yay! So ending wild speculation um, by about exactly two people about where we were going after our last podcast. That was a that was a wonderful uh, Ryan Davis uh, impersonation you just thank put you. on there. Uh, oh, was that what that was? <laughs> I think that's what it was. I was like, I thought you were reacting to the people who complain about our nicknames. Clearly, well, you do not too. listen to the Bombcast, oh, okay. JJ. Um, I, I used to. Sorry, guys. So, yes, our new home here at, uh, at, at Giant Bomb. Um, it's been in the works for a while, and we're super excited, um, mostly because we think, um, well, wait, why are we with Giant Bomb? It's the easiest way to get the most people to listen to the show. I, <laughs> JJ sounds like such a sellout. JJ, let me rephrase that. I'm sorry. I'm Their audience is very much like our audience. Oh, yeah. I think. Yeah. No, sim- seriously, they have like, we think, you know, have similar sensibilities. Yeah. And we're friends with those guys. We're a big fan of what they're doing. Um, Definitely. Yeah, yeah, when we first talked about where we're going to go or what we're going to do next, I think it was just like kind of the obvious first choice. Like it was just like, oh, that would be awesome if we could team up with those guys because we know those guys, we like those guys, we kind of feel the same way about games and the industry and all that stuff. A couple of those guys are old, old, old friends of ours. Yep. Um, yeah, and special thanks to Patrick did a lot of yes. little things to get us yeah. get us here. So we're excited about it. Um, we're probably going to change a few little things about the show moving really? forward. That's right. Oh, well, we can't call a genuine ourse- reaction. Sur- surprises. <laughs> we figured we'll tell you sooner or later. Yeah, oh, but we can't call ourselves the only podcast anymore, unfortunately. That's well. <laughs> Why not? The only podcast about Japan games, yeah. Japanese games. Yes. Especially <laughs> on the Giant Bomb website. That's right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, some changes. Um, we have this new Skype equipment. Hopefully, we're going to get a Skype account so people can yeah. record. Yeah. Actually, this is kind of like a four-play season two. Because we're in, in a new a home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We got new equipment. You could think of it that way. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and not like in a Twin Peaks season two kind of way. Yeah. <laughs> but like, uh, what was Lost season two? No, it no, was all that right. was the one uh, with Michelle Rodriguez that I skipped oh. like, the whole thing. You know what was a really good season two was uh, Breaking Bad had a good season two. Um, This is the Breaking Bad season two. Although season three was fire. Dude, season two had the Skylar bullshit. Season, season oh, two. it was season three that was good. Sure. Right. This is anyway, one of the things it's, that we're going to do... It's the Terminator 2 of the Terminator series. There, there we go. go. Accepted. Okay. Good answer. Aliens also yeah. I would have accepted. Um, <laughs> but um, uh, I decided we're going to cut out a lot of that crap at the top of the show, including this kind of crap. Oh. <laughs> what are you talking about? The nicknames and all that kind of stuff. We're not cutting that crap out. What are you, really? crazy? Think we Cut you be. out. <laughs> no, we're not. Well, well, we'll see what happens. But um, we are definitely going to have uh, like a Skype voicemail people can leave questions on. Yeah. Maybe like live calling we could do it, but it's going to be like the middle of the night in America. Yeah. Um, Our fans are dedicated. They'll do it. Unless, we'll unless you get... don't sleep. Yeah. The same three guys like the like, Monster Hunter carving yeah. and stuff the, like that. Yeah. Which not that we don't. You know, want to talk about monster on the carving? Sure. Um, 
Anyway, um, so uh, everybody's here. The normal cast, Hiroko, though, is very, very busy yeah. and has to go. And mm-hmm. um, I won't let her talk anyway on the podcast <laughs> right. ever. Yeah. But, um, so before you go, um, you've been playing. You haven't had much time to be playing anything. <laughs> yeah. Um, so any, any, any stuff you want to talk about before you, before you have to go back to work? Well, um, I haven't had time to play any games, mm-hmm. but um, I downloaded this app that it apparently it seems like it's really popular in Japan. This mm-hmm. iPhone app. Oh right, the the love at first sight. Yeah, yeah, love it, for, love at first sight app. So it's called mm-hmm. Hitomebo. Um, oh, is that like a spin off of Kakebo? Like your 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 uh, home finances and stuff like that? Like it's no, a list of people I that you see. Okay, I, no. I don't think so because it's. Um, the title, the name comes from the word Hitomebore, yeah. Love at First Sight. So basically, um, you set this app up and you get on a train or like, well, you go out in public. Mm. And whenever you see somebody that you think is hot, you, I guess you, I don't know, you send a signal or something mm. through yeah. this app. Mm. And if the other guy has the app. Right and um, thinks the same thing. <laughs> oh, then we get connected. Nice. Wait, get connected how? <laughs> I don't know through the steps. Of uh, so yeah, that, wake up naked. <laughs> first, you have, first you have to have like the guts to press the button, and then once you've pressed the button, you have to actually go and confront the person, which is like. Well, because right. press the button takes no guts at all. Yeah, right. it's, it's more of a like a luck. Like because well, the other person has to have the. As it's, well. it's actually kind of like it actually works just like bump if you think about it. Right, it's sort of a bump, but you don't know the person. Here's my question: If we're in the same train car mm-hmm. and and let's say you know I see you and I'm like oh okay and I mm-hmm. hit it and somebody else sees you mm-hmm. and hits it, doesn't it connect me and the other person? <laughs> like does hilarious. it? How does it know yeah. who? I, it's I feel like that could definitely. Happen. I think you need to try it out. Yeah. What if, yeah. It's, what if it's a train full of hot people? All of them are hot. It's yeah. just you just gotta just keep pressing the button and the whole train yeah, just turns everywhere. Into like, <laughs> sweaty, like it's like Event Horizon, that scene where it's just like flesh and right. juices and yeah. yeah. <laughs> Would you really be playing with your phone at that point? I don't think so. I don't know. That sounds like a, yeah. Okay. Anyway, a lot of a lot of pornos could incorporate this. I think um, that sounds like a stalker's like best friend though, or like you know those creepy like dudes on the two like actually like to touch girls, whatever. Are gonna like be flicking that thing left and right. That's true. Uh-huh. The other thing that would be interesting is if there's only two people on the train, like you and one other person, and you push it and like dramatic. Right. I mean, then you kind of like. Well, then it would actually work. That's like right, the, right. Right. the only. It was work. meant to be. All right. Well, you have to try it. Here yeah, I'll go. try it, and then I'll talk about. Even it. if they're not hot, just press it like crazy until something happens. Okay. That's right. Yeah. Just okay. It's like the it's like the um, street pass for for adults. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah, I was street pass say that. after dark. <laughs> it's fun to do that sort of thing and then look around for reactions, though, right? Remember that time? It was years ago. It was probably like seven or eight years ago. A friend of ours. I won't mention his name because I think this is illegal. Built a thing that would like cut off people's phone conversations. Remember on the on the oh train. Oh my god! Yes, that and, was um, hilarious. And like so, you know, we we would try to use it responsibly. Like we played this, you know, the superhero mode. Like we saw, we we actually saw this guy, and and Hiroko figured out that he was like talking to his mistress, like cheating mm-hmm. on his wife, or whatever. So she was like basically pushing the button to like interrupt his phone conversation <laughs> while he was, like, I and he kept like looking at his phone. Like, What's going on? Was I thought you were gonna say That's maybe amazing. it's the same friend who had a watch that could um I that was like a universal. It is the same friend. A universal TV remote and your gadget. We'll call yes. him. be in like a bar and like change the channel. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And people would be like, what the hell? 
and then that was, that was the thing during school. Like kids would do that during like video days at school, and ah, it would just right. be he had all this great stuff because he's like kind of a gadget guy. Oh. All right, well, uh, cool. All right, so Hiroko, I, the fans are gonna hate me and blame me for you not being here. But, um, <laughs> Don't but blame I'm Mark. Glad you could at least at least be here for the <laughs> inaugural kickoff as we. Hit the champagne bottle on yeah. the podcast. <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> I'm going to do the champagne bottle. <laughs> you kind of look like no. a champagne bottle. I, I, yeah, I look like one, but I... <laughs> a little nervous excitement here. <laughs> I, don't, I don't drink... Well, so I don't know what that sounds like. You, you don't know what a champagne bottle sounds, sounds like? That's, like? that's like a popping sound, right? I don't know. <laughs> you didn't even say anything when I said it was uh, April 20th. Friday, April 20th, 14th. I was thinking it. What? Uh, that we are in the past. No. Four twenty, JJ. Oh, four twenty. Smoke weed every day. Yeah. Well, you were just supposed to say smoke yeah. weed every day. Anyway. I'm sorry. <laughs> um. So, uh, yep. Thanks, Roko, and okay. we will be Thank seeing you. you and talking to you more again soon. Okay. Especially now that you'll have your own microphone. Yes. We're very excited about. If you guys mm-hmm. choose to use it at some point. Yeah. In the meantime, people have been playing. Almost everyone actually has been playing a couple of the same games. Two games. Yep. Number one is let's start with a game from Japan first. Sure, this was supposed to be a podcast about yes uh, Japanese games. Um, Fire Emblem. Fire Emblem. The Fire Emblem. Emblem. Um, what's the subtitle? Awakening. Again? Awakening. Awakening. It's like roughly translates or whatever to awakening. Yes. Right. Um, so what's the deal? What's the deal about Fire Emblem? It just came out with the Fire Emblem. It just came out yesterday. Today. Today. Oh, yes. yesterday. Yes. Yesterday. yesterday. As of the time you're listening <laughs> yes. to this. Yeah, we got wow. it. Yeah, we'll get used to that <laughs> yeah. soon. Okay. Um, we got it a couple days early, as always, from our uh, awesome secret shop that I got sells the hook early. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, if you hear me. Yeah, we've all been playing it. I, it's it's Fire Emblem. I mean, if you know Fire Emblem, you know what Fire Emblem is. I, I wish I could say there's like tons of new features and stuff. There's not mm. a lot. So people who don't know Fire Emblem, strategy, RPG, heavily on the RPG, kind of a rock, paper, scissors, yes. Um, yes. axe, sword, um, spears, yeah, and archer, then you have archers, mages, etc. Yeah. The way I remember that whole thing, the uh, the weapon triangle they call it, is because my brother's name is Sal, so yeah. I just think of his name, sword, axe, lance. Oh, oh man, very good. They should oh, just call it the Sal. Throw tips, That's right? <laughs> Left and right. It actually um, is really useful because you need to know that when you're playing, right? Yeah, you right. need to right. remember that. Like right, it's right. a critical aspect of gameplay. Um, and then you, is it still? So my, I haven't played a Fire Emblem in a while, but. My thing I remember about Fire Emblem is like chipping away at the boss, yep. and then because whoever gets the kill gets a lot more experience. You get right. experience points anytime you hit somebody, mm-hmm. right. but you get a lot more experience when you get the kill. And then, of course, the f- thing Fire Emblem is famous for is characters dying and staying yes. dead, and it actually yes. like affecting the storyline. Right. If you play the real mode, the manly mode, yes, or they- you could play the <laughs> casual mode for babies. I'm, JJ I'm, I'm actually playing the JJ mode. I, I, I'm mode. playing that mode too. Uh, <laughs> surrounded by babies. <laughs> Explain the difference in the casual mode when somebody dies. When somebody dies, casual, yeah, they're they're out of the they're out of that particular battle, but they'll come back once the battle's over. So right. it's like most. That's how most strategy RPGs work. But right. in the real Fire Emblem mode, if they die, that's it. And right. you either reload your game or you spend the rest of the game without that character. Yeah, they introduced that, I think, maybe one or two games ago. As uh, Maybe it was one game ago as a way to sort of deal with you know ca- new casual players. Especially, I think it was on the DS because DS had loads and loads of like your sure. grandma and all that. Of playing. course, and, right. Uh, it's understandable. But I mean, Fire Emblem invented this genre in Japan, this CSRPG genre. And like... That has always been a defining like characteristic of it is your guy CS dies. CSRPG? What'd you call it? Uh, uh, 
SRPG. SRPG. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. And um, you know, that was always a big thing. It was like if you die, you're dead. That's like kind of the whole thing. You're gone. Your character's gone forever. And so you you're constantly playing the game, trying to keep everybody alive. Especially because your units ha- are individual people with individual personalities. It's right, not right. like tank one, tank two, tank three. Right. Exactly. And like certain characters, if they're in your party, can. Uh, recruit new characters you know only certain characters can recruit <clears throat> certain new characters so it's like if your guy is dead you might miss out on other potential people joining there's like reasons to try and keep everyone alive right um, right right but anyway yeah so there's the new mode allows you to save anywhere i think right yes and then, yes which is like that's just like ru- ruins fire emblem if you ask me but then also <laughs> but on it, a handheld on a like, handheld it makes perfect no, but sense. it already has a suspend mode so you don't need this thing this lets you save anywhere well so you so can basically you, like do you can basically save state your way through the game more or less if it oh. makes you feel better i'm not doing that i'm just saving in the world map I, I actually Wait. tried doing that, but it didn't. It didn't save the character I was trying to save, so it, it actually yeah. isn't as useful as you might think. If you screw up, you're sort of screwed. <laughs> Even in manly mode, you we, you can no. save. You could suspend. Game you can pause. Yeah, you could do like a, a temp save anytime. Right, right. but you yeah. can't do this. What you're talking about? Save it's, stating. It's not like yeah. It's it just like it stops right. you in your tracks. Whereas with the casual, you know what I'm mode. talking about, right? The difference between like a real save and a, and a, and a yeah, suspend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you're so saying in, it lets you real save in, anywhere now. In baby mode, in, you can real save anywhere. Okay, yeah. yeah. And the, casual in the, mode. Casual. Sure. <laughs> casual. Um, it's funny. Mode. We were just having a conversation about random, uh, how randomness works in uh, computer programming today yes, at, at our very right. educational lunch. That's right. Yeah. How it's not actually truly random, right? But it's actually pseudo random in like right. 32 to the 32nd power or right. something. Right. Anyway. And I know Andy's listening to this, so thanks, thanks for the uh, the lesson today. My mind was blown. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was Which, some crazy shit. But that's kind of how Fire Emblem works too, I guess. In a sense, you're going to save. You could save, but essentially, whatever was going to happen next is still going to happen. Next right. Because Which is the random function is already you know in right. Process. Right. But you, but you can change your future by going a different direction. Right. Or something yeah. Like yeah. That. yeah. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Adjust your moves. So. My game was unsalvageable. Uh, <laughs> but this was actually, this is actually my first Fire Emblem, which is why I'm in casual mm. mode because I'm shocked by the way that this is your first Fire. Emblem. Yeah. You know, I don't. Really? I don't know why really? yeah. this guy who never played Super Metroid or uh, that's true. I was a Sega fan, so I missed play, out. Like Final Fantasy Tactics, and um, you, ne- you never played Tactics only recently. You? Yeah, oh, really? well, actually, th- not Tactics, but Ogre o- Ogre Battle. You played Shining no, Force. Tag- yeah, Shining Force. I played all the Sega RPGs. Oh, okay. I played all the Nippon Ichi RP- uh, SRPGs. Okay. So what do you th- what do you think? I think it's really cool. Yeah, like I like I love the uh, the combat, and I'm really really liking the relationship thing. Um, when you fight, when two characters fight next to each other, mm-hmm. um, they get like relationship points, and that leads to some stuff. Uh, I any, think two have, characters? Any, any two characters? Any, any two characters? Yes. Okay. And when they're next to each other, they uh, when you attack an enemy, they appear on the battle f- battlefield together, and will either both attack that enemy or the one character off to the side will give you like a buff of some sort mm. it's um, like an it's an extension of a support they've had for forever right. they've had this support system where characters yeah. can kind of become um close to each other and then they develop like these relationships and have support conversations and whatever and in this game they've really bumped that up a huge yeah. level right. so like anybody as long as they're next to you is going to give you some sort of boost in battle like it might right. be like in a, your evasion goes up 10 percent or or whatever and you can <laughs> actually you can actually pair them into one one single one unit se- a little cell or whatever yeah right and have and them go around as like a team right right and it's more than just to do too like if you if you're surrounded by three people you get the support effects from yeah correct too so in before in the previous games it had this but it had to be like somebody and their old war buddy right or there was like a relationship it was only certain characters it wasn't anybody right it was different in different games how they right. did it but okay. yeah right. but but this one is like a really big part of the gameplay and you see them on the battlefield and if you have 
a high, I guess it's a high, I don't know exactly how it works, but I think if you have like a high enough, um, uh, you know, repertoire or whatever between your two guys, you, the other guy will attack as well. So yeah, will attack. Which, and I had one case where an enemy attacked me and the other guy, um, defended the person so that it did no damage. Oh, nice. Yeah. The really? person jumped in the, and jumped in the way. And oh, awesome. Them. It's cool though, because now your strategy is like, you know, it's based around the enemy placement, but it's also based around your pairings and clustering stuff like that. people together. Right. Yeah. So, like, mm-hmm. I want to have like you know the, the Liz and you know this guy together because eventually they're gonna. You want them to mate. You want, and have I want them to mate. Fire babies. So it's um, is it still like the 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 world and the trappings and the characters or some of the characters? Like I saw Marth. Somebody mentioned on online. Um, Apparently, about there's DLC a, there's a character who show. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, there's yes. yeah. There's there's a, I it's didn't free, get that right? actually. It's free until the end of May. Then it's like 300 yen. Oh, right. I actually, the other thing that. though about what you were just saying with the, with the support stuff mm. that I found interesting is I, f- sometimes it affects me negatively because the guy will attack and I- I'm not trying to kill the, the enemy. I'm trying right. to get oh, them right, down right, to like right, two right. hit points so I can have this other guy kill them and get the experience. But, yeah. but right. the dual thing, you know, the other guy comes in and kills them and then I lose that. So that happened to, that exact same thing happened to me too. But it just adds another layer of strategy, right. which is right. awesome. It's like you yeah. really have to think about I just, who's I, actually, where I just like field. being able to play Yentl in my strategy games. What? What? Fiddler on the roof, people. Yentl. What? Matchmaker, matchmaker, make... Oh, come oh, on. Boy. Come on. All right. Well, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Silence. Yeah. What are you talking about? We'll, All my Jewish friends. We'll will skip know what I'm the long about. awkward pause that would normally go here and just uh, and just keep talking about it. So, um, graphically, I mean, how does it like the Wii? Because this game has come out on like GameCube and Wii, and I was like the first one to dog on it because it like looked like the same game pretty much every time. And mm-hmm. it, I mean, obviously graphics are not what it's going for, but right. it, it's starting to look pretty crappy. Like for a while there, and then one of this big one that people were all excited about, like it has this kind of three D anime look for the for the cutscenes. Right. But how are like the? Oh, I mean, I think it blows it blows away the DS games. Like the two DS games, I thought, which we actually worked on one of them. We should, I yeah, don't know, Shadow well, Dragon. I guess we should mention. Yeah, we localized Shadow Dragon. Yeah, um, full we, disclosure, you know, people. Um, it, it just looks so much better than those games. Like those games were kind of disappointing to me because the GB the Game Boy Advance games had kind of the stylized look that right. was pretty cool. And then on the DS, they just went with this sort of ugly, like, Pre-rendered like CG. Right. Yeah, yeah, it kind of looked right. like the N64 era. Like, what yeah. that, uh, it's almost like Donkey Kong Country. Yeah, like Silicon right. Graphics Workstation crap or whatever. But yeah, the old the, the old games had really awesome pixel art. But the animation was yes. amazing. Yeah. Yes. Like, some people have, like, as their avatars on yep. staff and stuff. Yeah. Fire Emblem guy, and it's just like, totally. every time you see it, you're kind of transfixed yeah. just watching the guy twirl his axe around. Unfortunately, whatever. that's kind of gone now because it's, it, it's not gone, but it's replaced by 3D polygonal yeah. movement so you don't really get the cool 2d animations right, anymore. right the battle animations have slowed down a little bit they're not as detailed but i mean that's that's a really minor thing i think overall it looks so much better than the ds games like the graphics the yeah. the, the cutscenes look i think ridiculous that's they look a great so that good. style is amazing it's because they got I love a good, that style. you know artist or whatever to do the, right. the designs but it just looks great i like it's, the box too the japanese box yeah, yeah. very awesome stylized looking. yeah so one okay. thing. Oh, I'm sorry. One thing about the graphics, I thought they were a little washed out. Like I, I feel like 
in, in what in like what all the part textures the are really you? yeah drab. It was it's um, kind of you mean I in, think in the fights? That's how it's or... always been. Really? No, I well, uh, yeah. I mean, it's never been a particularly like bright, cheerful game. I would you say. Like toe jam and Earl. <laughs> I like dude. Toe jam. Did you guys notice that there nobody has feet? Yeah, I did. That was weird. Yeah, nobody has the like maybe they wanted to use more polygons on like the hair and stuff. But like if you actually look at everybody, it sort of just goes down to like stumps, like angles. I thought their feet were like under the ground texture, but they're not. Yeah. Right, I thought they were in a swamp at first, and like, wait, yeah. that's not a swamp. So, any other stuff for people to know? You like Probably. make your own character this time. Yes, yes. Make your own character. that's really cool. Um, yeah. You choose from you choose from like four different templates of like. Uh, well, f- no, there's six, there's three six. different. Yeah, it's so confusing. <laughs> like, there's three different um, body Don't worry sizes: about explaining that whole thing male or female. Yeah. Then there's like four different actually like character styles. Then you choose your voice. You can have like a different voice. There's a couple of those. Um, yeah, it's it's not like Skyrim or anything, but it's right. definitely like you know. But unlike a lot of JRPGs, your creative character actually talks and plays a real part in the story. Yeah, yeah. your ca- creative character is a character. It's not right. just a throwaway thing right. that you play around with. Yes. Yeah, like unlike the previous games, now essentially you have two people who can't die. If either one of those die, you, you yeah, have right. the main character of the game, a guy named Krom, or you have your player character. If either of them dies, you are that's uh, game over. Screwed. So it sounds like the support stuff is more of a factor. But is there is there anything? Is this basically like now Fire Emblem for 3DS and like more of it, or is there any new like I think so the big new paradigm in oh this is the totally doesn't new. seem to be. I found some cool little things like you know there's like all like with all the games there's the sort of guide in chapters I think they call them side stories in English I don't even remember but um you know in that I noticed like in that I went into my first one today and they actually told you what the qualification was that you had to do they're like you've got this character who's if you can level him up during this fight, he'll join you. But if you don't, he's not going to join you. Uh, so they didn't used to tell you that. No, right? they didn't. You just and, had to figure it out or read it in a thing, a right? Or they fact. just didn't have something like that. It was more like, well, you you just have to talk to someone. The other thing is, like in the previous games, you're always like um, trying to figure out which one of your characters needs to talk to you know the green character on the map in order to get him to join you. Now they actually put up a little like talk. It actually says the word talk in English above their head. If it's the guy who needs to talk to them, so oh, okay. yeah. right. you know it kind of helps you out a little bit. So as you sense. go through your characters, you can eventually find the one. Oh, it's this person, and you can send them over without having to guess. Basically, right. a little yeah. more open. It sounds like all of the thread of all of the things is like a little more continuing with this, like being open to new players, right. like not yeah. just crazy hardcore right. Fire Emblem fans, which Fire Emblem fans are crazy. There's some crazy ass hardcore people who are like angry at like where a comma was placed in the description <laughs> of a smash brothers um you know um, right <laughs> trophy or whatever that happens to do with fire emblem but <laughs> hey god bless them we get yeah. more fire emblem games well there's yeah, some, guys, there's also so. some uh street pass stuff that we haven't gotten to work yeah, yet we to touch both it. just turned it on today but I, I think what it is is that like when we street pass mm-hmm. your army will show up on my map world map and then I can fight you. Really? For I what? Think so. For to what end? For just experience, I mean, you or, maybe experience or, or items. We yeah. haven't actually. We should. Yeah, we haven't tried. We haven't this tried. I'm not sure. This is <laughs> but like when, like, I, when I big cool when I read when I read the little be cool. <laughs> no, no, no. When I read the little, there was like a little warning thing that told me told me what it was like, and that's what it sounded 
did like. So, okay. Uh, well, we, we should know by the next yes. podcast. And there was yes. one thing I wanted to actually mention in the game. The music is fantastic. Like, yeah. Mm. Like it's, it's, I think it's full or, or, or it's full orchestra. And there I were a few so times too, yeah. where I just sort of left the battle running on the side while I did other things. Cause I just liked the music so much. So. Nice. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's a high praise for yeah. a 3DS. Uh, game cool. Too. It's very good. Yep. Um, all right. So also very good. <clears throat> I would say Fez, the other Fez. game. Fez. Always Finally. been playing. So yeah. So, um, like 12 years friend of the show uh phil fish um and uh company no um programmer and yes. uh, a few uh, other people finally put out uh fez the xbox live arcade yep flat f- action platformer puzzle action, platformer action Sorry. platformer slash mensa test <laughs> puzzle, yes that's yeah. true um so i was very pleasantly Surprised. I mean, I was expecting good stuff out of this game, but the the opening, especially, is is you know very clever. Mm. Um, like the first fifteen minutes of the game does something that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, and it's uh, very right. it's very charming. The graphics are, are I really like the style. Yeah, me too. Actually, yeah, the, and, are awesome. uh, the thing about it is, it's like it's cool because it's not just pixel art. You know, like it's like I kind of got this flat shaded poly polygonal look to it as well hmm. and uh like the you know the i see what you're saying the art you know reacts to the time of day it's, it's yeah it's like, i mean it's it's doing a lot of stuff that's like wow okay you could have had this on like a nes and then there's a lot of stuff that's actually yeah. like subtly the gradient of the you know background right. it's always changing and it's actually really beautiful even on a huge tv right. um something I, so and I, I kind of had a sense after the first like 30 minutes there's almost kind of like a navi like fairy like device that's mm. taking you around and telling you everything and it was kind of like it is in the zelda games where you're kind of like all right all right, right. just just enough right. already i think at, right. at one point it does say hey listen it right. does <laughs> yeah. in fact yeah. it does yeah there are there are actually several nods to zelda i mean yeah. I, I, well, you should finish what you were saying and then i guess we can come back to that okay but. yeah well there's a lot of references to the older older yeah. games and, and and classic japanese games too but um my thing was, I kind of thought, for whatever reason, after maybe like the first 45 minutes, okay, I kind of get what this is. I'm going to be looking for these little like gold cube things mm. and making them. And I kind of get the spinning around um, kind of crush uh, yeah, mechanic. mechanic. Yeah. And, you know, this is cool. I kind of like this. There's some little, I had some little um, quibbles with like the controls. Um, the guy felt like he moved a little too slow. Climbing on vines. Especially climbing. Yes. Nah, I think getting off of the ladder. the worst part of the game is climbing vines. I don't know. Getting off like, of ladders I think might be the... Yeah. That's I don't another. really remember specifically. Is there a problem getting off ladders? It's just... It's a little weird. It, yeah. I don't want to overblow it. But sure, sure. There was a little things where it was like... I think it's a friend of ours said on Twitter like I wish and like um, NCL did a polish pass on, on this game. Ah, it's like, okay, yeah, that's true. But I... I, I was still enjoying it, and I could kind of feel myself relaxing as I was playing it. It was kind of like, oh, okay. You, it really did come through where, okay, I can just sit here and take my time. There's no counter ticking down, and um, there's nobody that's going to like kill me if I don't do this right. fast enough. Right. Right. Nobody was watching me f- try to figure out the puzzle, which also probably would have like added stress. Because um, yeah. a lot of the, the rooms are just in themselves 
puzzles just figuring out how to get to point A to point B. Right. There's a ton, but then, but then it's pretty obtuse too. It's it's kind of like the NES days where it goes it, there's you don't really even know what the boundaries are, so it's kind of hard to decide. Like I remember, I only played about an hour, but I and you probably were watching me when I was doing this. But I got to this one room um, where you know there were like these blocks that you could move and stuff, and I was like, I don't even know. I'm assuming this is some kind of puzzle, right? But I didn't even know if like this is like. Is this just there for show, or is this actually something I need to be thinking about? Like, so there's a lot of that. What in the happens? Game. That's awesome. So where right. I was going was like after 45 minutes, I that was my first playthrough. Mm-hmm. I forget I did something else, mm-hmm. but I was kind of like okay, and I put it down. And I'm like I'm definitely going to come back to this fun, but I was not like rushing to get back to it. Yeah. But then I picked it up and like in at the, over the course of the next hour after that, right? Slowly, without the little navy thing telling me anything, I started to learn all of this little stuff. On my own, and and it and be like, oh, cool. So this game is not actually gonna tell me everything. Like totally the opposite. Oh, it goes way in the opposite direction, right? It, it, so it takes off the training wheels, and it's like, wait, okay. Now there's blocks where you're figuring out what they're doing. Even simple things like bombs, you figure out things about how they work that is never right. explained to you, and you do it purely through like experimentation and I trial mean, and error. I love that. That to me it is, is awesome. like that's yes. right. like exactly. in, in, in a way that is the same as Dark Souls like in, in what it does for you like on an emotional level. It's like it it teach it it sort of you feel like you are in control of the experience. You have to learn everything. You're alone. You're screwed. Figure it out. Like to me that's what is like missing in games today that I want to bring back <laughs> so much more. I think you guys need to play the game a little bit more Why? because there is some stuff in there that is tip, just like completely like ridiculous like i don't know what, if what you, you guys kind of about like don't, don't spoil first of all don't spoil anything i'm yeah. not gonna spoil anything but, but there's a, like a puzzle where like you're in a room and you've got to count these blinking lights and then turn them into binary and oh, there's you stuff just spoiled, that you, you like, just spoiled something you, dude you wouldn't have figured this out otherwise how do you know <laughs> believe me you don't even know binary uh and there's stuff that <laughs> yes, i do there's, what are you talking about everyone knows binary but, but there's, you, you, there's make, stuff that you have to do on your smartphone you sounded like you were disagreeing with us though when you, you well no, I, th- I think you're talking like I think, in the direction that i want basically. well no i you're saying it goes please, too please far don't say i think it goes like what you're saying i don't want to know the two things you said so don't say another thing i'm rolling my eyes right now it goes too far Okay, that's fine. I think entitled that opinion. I think I think it's cool that he's mm. doing that kind of. Well, okay, actually, I my my thoughts in this game are it's like to a point. It's like this fun kind of relaxing Metroid game with these kind of light puzzles, and then you get to a point where I think Phil just like like decided the game was something completely different <laughs> and like has all of these just just really insane puzzles let me just ask you like factual question can you not just can you not quote unquote finish the game doing because you can me just messing around i've gotten eight blocks if you don't want to delve into the deeper mysteries right. can you not just enjoy it on the surface level you not can get out your smartphone not uh i think anyway yeah i have about 20 22 cubes and i and I haven't read, done any. Yeah. I haven't done anything like too mind melting. I've yeah. done a few things, but right. Um, but yeah, like, I, I yeah, I just don't know how, how I feel about that. I so I think we're agreeing. It's just a matter of, and I mean, maybe there would be something where if I got, got into a room and I'm like, all right, I'm going to figure this out, and I couldn't, and then I look up the answer and it's something completely insane. I would, yeah. it, it would maybe upset me. But for right now. I'm actually really. It's so rare that I'm actually really like. Yeah, there there comes there comes a point 
well well and the interesting thing for me too is i mean obviously i'm hearing different people's opinions without trying to spoil like i've heard your side now both now and earlier too and then i just listened to the this week's bombcast as well and like gersman is like you know in love with this game and like for interesting reasons especially from a guy like him knowing his personality and the games the kind of games he likes and like that made me listening to him talk about it and he didn't really spoil it but he just said a lot of things a lot of kind of vague things like what JJ just said made me really want to play it even more. And like, it almost sounds like they're talking about the same thing, but like one guy just loves it and one really doesn't. So right, I yeah, kind of right. want to just experience it, it for myself. It just feels really disjointed to me. Like I, I feel, you know, just like on a design level. You feel like I, it lacks direction or, it or does. Co- like, cohesiveness. I, like maybe it was because it took five years and like maybe Phil got bored of what he was making halfway through, but that's kind of how it feels to Interesting. me. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. To me. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess that is the difference. Yeah. What, what, I mean, a lot of this stuff, even just back to the simple, mechanics about figuring out the different uh it's hard to i guess explain without spoiling anything at all but like the different the nature of even the most kind of basic gameplay mechanics Mm. like 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 a good game would will do are exploited in it kind of the game is teaching you a lot of little subtle things about the way that even the most basic mechanics work right Mm. that you can then exploit for sometimes you have to Mm. learn in order to continue like that i was impressed by how that was done like i didn't expect it to be i guess so subtle especially from the beginning which i was still enjoying it but i didn't expect it to be kind of uh yeah, so so much like shades of of kind of hinting at stuff to you. Sure, I was telling JJ at lunch the other day. Like one one thing that I like about this a lot, I think I like so far. I like is that you know there there were points, especially with the you know the sort of rotating mechanic uh, with the with really this really basic level stuff, but like the rotating mechanic where I was doing stuff and I wasn't sure if I was doing it the right way or if I was sort of glitching the game in right. order to get it done mm-hmm. and. And I that reminded me of the NES as well. It's like where sometimes you would have a hard time <laughs> getting true, past yeah. something, but you would just figure out a way. And it's like, did they want me to do this? Or did they not really think of this? And I was still able to do it. And I, I love that. I think yeah. that's just really cool. I did something already, like very early in the game, that I know that, that was, that I'm like, I figured out a way to do something. And then only later figured out, oh, that was how you were supposed to do it. Right. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Which is, which I wonder I, if, I, I think I may know what you were talking about. Maybe we'll talk about it later. It has to do with bombs. I can at least say that. Oh, okay. Then it's. But okay. it, looks, it looks great. I love the art. Um, I did too. Yeah, it's a little sluggish. I don't know. I, I, I felt like it, you know I was getting a lot stuff, of slowdown. Slow Apparently, like if you have something in your USB slot that like slows it down more or something. Yeah, a little, my a lot yeah. of a lot of weird little bugs There's, and things. I mean, a lot of people. Yeah, a lot of people are. It's 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 got a, apparently a lot of bugs. I haven't run into any yet. I do know people who've had like hard crashes and stuff. And some people can't even run the game. Yeah, they they've already said that they're going to that they're working on a patch yeah. and stuff. Um, <clears throat> it does sound like there's quite a bit of that. I mean, there's a it's like two guys basically. Yeah, yeah. most yeah. of the game. So yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, does that matter? No, but when you think about it it's like okay i can kind of understand why um i do think too it's it's 800 microsoft points yeah right? that's a great price it's yeah. not 1200 yep. that's like yeah they, that sh- probably should be 1200 could have easily been 1200 so completely 100 percent total recommendation like no question even for what i've played so far which is not that much and i, and I would say you know keep an eye on our new year's cards every year because i think this is two <laughs> years right. in a row now that we got somebody to do our card and then their game turned out to be awesome and we haven't mentioned it but i, I really like the music yeah yeah actually, yeah. yeah very it's much different so. yeah yeah cool. um so 
Actually, we mentioned Dark Souls uh, in Dark there. Souls. Dark which, uh, Souls. A couple you people died. had and talked with Fez, which is probably like the last game I would have thought of, but it kind of makes sense when yeah. you're talking about, when you're talking mm-hmm. about it. Um, and uh, finally, the Facebook wall broke down, and there was not another <laughs> wall behind it. Um, but, it. Was, uh, but neither was uh, Gabe Newell's face. Yes, yeah, that's right. It wasn't. It was a box, I guess, for the PC version of... Dark Souls, uh, the You Will Die edition, the Prepare to Die, Prepare to Die edition, um, edition, and it, and so it, a lot of stuff comes along with this news. One of which is on that box. There was a Games for Windows um, logo, yeah. But 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 yes, we all know my eyes yes. are sinking. Yes, into the back of my head. <laughs> we're a little upset about that, and. Um, uh, the games. I'm assuming this is the producer. Um, just saying Miyazaki here. I don't know if he's the director or producer, but um, his name's Japanese, um, so <laughs> he knows more about it than you or I. Um, was saying that that negotiations are ongoing, so that's not set. So mm-hmm. m- maybe that was like an overzealous like. It could be. I mean, make something look legit. Right. It could be. I mean, well, it also makes sense though. People have said like, obviously, they, it would make a lot. It would be a lot easier for them to port the Xbox code to games for Windows, presumably, right? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of the same. But you're shooting yourself in the foot. Well, the other thing is, I, I this is the first thing I tweeted when I saw that. I freaked out. I was like, "Come on!" Like that's like everybody knows that's game. No, nobody likes games for Windows, right? But I mean, yeah. a lot of people responded and said a lot of games come out on games for Windows and Steam. It's not like it's just games for Windows. That's true. But so um, other stuff um, as far as the extra content, which there were some screenshots out of a German right. magazine of some new bosses. That looks really cool. Trailer. The trailer yeah, looks. Yeah. Awesome. Looked really good. Really, Three really new cool. areas or something like that. Um, There's like a hand with a whole bunch of vaginas on it. <laughs> um, yes, as yes, and it's being made in America. <laughs> it must be being designed. No, no, no. I'm yeah, sure it's being designed by the yeah, team. You yeah. can tell. There's no way Americans could have designed these monsters. Yeah. So, way too awesome. Um, but it's. TBD if that's actually going to come to the console version. Right. I, I've um, been hearing people saying that they're, it oh, seems like it's not going to happen at I all. I will bet you, Brendan Salary, uh, that it comes to, <laughs> to I, the I, console. Please don't bet that. And, um, <laughs> I can do that. And, uh, uh, you know, of course they're not going to talk about it until right. the PC version's out. They're, they're not going to cannibalize sales of the PC version. You won't hear about the yes. DLC for Absolutely, the PS3 until it's out. makes total sense. Yeah. But you're not going to screw over the people who made you to begin Of course, of course. Um, let's see. Oh, three to four new boss characters in the same number of areas. Oh, looks um, so good. Uh, la, 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 there'll be more equipment. These characters <laughs> will be available for the player to wear. More NPCs. Right. Um, like There's going to be more story. Um, it's going to fit into some point after the middle of the game, certainly later than Sin's Fortress. Um, then, okay. um, if you played the game, you'll know what that means. Yeah, yeah. no user mods. They're interested, but basically they don't have the chops. I'm not, I'm to not really upset so much that, about mods. Fine. I can accept. I, yeah. I can understand that. Save something for the next game. Um, yeah. They're going to support the keyboard, but it will be minimal. Entering um, your name, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you would really. What would you do with the keyboard? You would control your player. You'd enter your name, uh, or you no, write I the mean, messages. You write the messages you put on the ground. Ah, uh, that would be. Ah, uh, there you go. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um. Let's see. They're not talking about um, whether or not this is coming to Japan. This is more of a Bandai Namco thing, less of a From Software thing. They made that clear. PC version 70 to 80% complete. Um, straight port with no changes in resolution. Aww. And he specifically says not to expect 60 frames per second. <laughs> that is disappointing. That is yeah. really disappointing. Oh, hey. wasn't, didn't somebody say that? The, oh, wait. Was it not confirmed? Someone said a rumor 
that the developer of the Silent Hill HD collection was doing this port. Remember? I don't know. But we don't know I, if I that's think that was a rumor. Ugly, that would be yeah. very ugly rumor. Yeah. I don't even know if we should repeat that. <laughs> I mean, either way, it's like well, you, that. Like that kind of info is just basically saying, "Hey, don't buy this." Yeah. Right. But that's that, like that, saying like somebody might have been a rapist or like a pedophile <laughs> or something. Like wow. you can't scrub that away. I, I don't think we should even mention that lightly. Like this, let's this not, is not confirmed. Not confirmed. Forget at we all. said that. But the fact forget that from is not developing it themselves but but it's clear they've designed the content well he does is, mention is, i think the guy does mention like you know he's not really used to pc games so he's excited about doing this so i think they i think i think it is from no 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 no, no. it's from is designing it of course it does but they're not developing it i don't think i don't think they're actually doing the coding and i mean but i mean to me that says even more so that yes this is coming to console sooner or later they're not going to put their all their time and effort into this thing, especially that just for America, yeah. and not have it go back to the people who gave them all this money <laughs> that allowed them to do this in the first place. It's just right. not going to happen. Well, uh, the game has sold 1.3 million in the three months. That's that is been a lot of about. Yeah, uh, 1.5 million shipped. Um, How does that compare to Demon Souls? Anybody know? Probably double. Well, Demon Souls has been <laughs> more. I don't know. Demon Souls has been cheap for I a long say, time. Well, actually, I don't know what Demon Souls has done in like super cheap land, but I think it sold like five, six hundred thousand in America in the beginning. In the fir- and while it was like really going because they strong. got that GameSpot Game of the Year now that had to in- boost sales and <laughs> synergy. <laughs> because we're now a part of the GameSpot group. There you go. We're not a part of any group. Hold on, hold on. Let's just be clear here. Okay, we are. We are buddies with these guys, and we're we're on their side, and we're kind of working with them. But we have no, okay. um, you know, there's no ownership or any of that sort we, of thing. Yes, going we're on. friends, we're not mutual family. Respect, friends, we are, not family. We are, yes, no, no CSI we're family. We're family. Miami ads. Uh, I would say we're family. yet in the show. <laughs> right. um, we're absolutely family, but but you know, family, family to us. We're family, you know. not friends. <laughs> we're, we're the. I'm confused now. Family, not us. Yes. Family. Also, also uh, confusing. Uh, Apple CEO Tim Cook. Uh, um, at Valve headquarters, da, 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 da. so um, amateur. Uh, we got some. Use, we got some listeners who are gonna love this conversation. Yeah, tell me before yeah. it begins. So, like, yeah, fast, if you don't like Apple or Valve, fast forward. So this began, of course, all kinds of uh, speculation sourced by very high. What JJ industry sources. Whoa. <laughs> I don't think you need to play it up that much. Well, but, I don't uh, know. His eyeglasses just shattered. I'm excited. <laughs> so there was a story on cultofmac.com um, saying that, you know... Written it, by the user Vanilla. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Well, then you know it's it's credible. Yeah. Um, but basically putting together, you know, the dots of the recent stuff that's like, oh, uh, Valve is maybe doing something at home like a Steam box. Apple's right. doing the Apple TV. So, like, this latest, I'm going to call it a theory. Vapple TV. Um, yeah, is <laughs> that it's basically Apple TV and has, like, Steam in it as well for some reason. Um, and this also, they throw in for good measure that um, it's going to have, like, Siri-like voice command technology and a iTunes-integrated touchscreen remote. Um, which would be weird with iPhone and iPad. Yeah, why, why didn't yeah. they just well, let not, the iPhone do that? <laughs> none, none of it is far-fetched, though, at all. I mean, we've, what, we've talked about this very thing. None of far-fetched in terms of Apple having a device. The Apple teaming right. up with Valve, I think, is a stretch. Mm. Yeah. Because they're yeah. so diametrically oh, opposed absolutely. to how they do business. Right. And Valve is not for sale. I'm assuming otherwise Apple could just buy them, and it <laughs> wouldn't be a dumb move. Um, right. But it, we have talked about Apple's making a TV, 
the TV has got to come with a, a window to the app store. And then of course. The, the whole question comes down to how serious are they? How do you control whatever comes through the app yeah. store? Is it just with your iPad or iPhone? Is there a dedicated controller? Is it some kind of controller remote? Is it the Connect kind of thing? Mm. Um, is it the Phantom keyboard and mouse? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Combo unit. Never forget the Pippin, man. It could right. be the reinvent. But I, oh, okay. everybody probably has a lot to say about this. But I would just <clears> say, like, what I agree with what Mark was just saying. We were talking about this a little bit last night. Like, you've got your Valve who wants to open everything. Like, let's just get naked and run around and spread our stuff all over because that's the way we do things. And then there's Apple, which is like, I want to control you. It's 1984. You're going to do it my way. Those two coming together just doesn't seem realistic yeah, to me. But what I, and I, I, what I can see, I don't see Valve like changing their, their stance on this. I can see Apple changing their stance on this mainly because Steve Jobs is no longer in the picture here. I mean, I don't, I don't um, changing their stance and like, as far as being a little more open, like, okay, maybe right. we're, we want to control your Mac experience and your iPhone and iPad top to bottom. But like, as far as getting into the gaming space, maybe, you know, Tim Cook understands that there is this is the way to go. You know, the way Valve does things might be the way to do it. They need it in with somebody who's respected and can oh, actually... But it seems like there's no need, need to. Like, they're, Why they're should eating, they? Like, market share, like, fucking... Pac-Man. Nobody's business... Yeah, there you go. I wasn't going to say Pac-Man because it was too obvious. But oh. right. You did, so I will. <laughs> actually, you're, you're totally right. They don't need it. So, yeah, so it's no, almost no like need for them before. to do it at all. Yeah, I mean... I like, I, I'm partially... I'm kind of playing devil's advocate right, here because right, I want right. to find a well, reason Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. In the home, in the TV space... I don't think people are going to be playing Angry Birds. People, I think the console, like the the TV space, is ruled by the console. And Angry they Birds need, is probably a bad example because people are going to yeah, be playing. Yeah, people Angry Birds. will it's do that. Coming to Xbox, it's like going to be on every fucking system known to me. Well, right. You're but talking still, more about like people still generally on the, on their big screen TVs. Yes. They want the big screen gaming experience, and I think the only company out there that's not, you know, tied to their own thing that has like the experience to have like a platform is valve and i think if they teamed up with valve and had like steam on whatever tv they had it's like but forget about it you're talking about you're talking about like a small you're talking about a small (laughs) percentage of games well i don't know about a small percentage but you're talking about a given percentage of games that are on steam right there's a lot of of across there's still there's still a crossover between a lot of the games that you play third-party games that you play are on steam right right but i mean there there is a crossover and competition between if if it's on the same device especially Mm. an app store an apple app store right steam right right especially once that's there as a third-party publisher you're like oh well i can just Publish my game now through the App Store. Well, what if you know, what the, more, if, the right. more I think about this, the more it just doesn't make any yeah, sense it, for Apple it, to do this. It would be totally to cross it. purposes. Like, I, I can't see a what's what's in Apple's benefit to do this. Um, in fact, it, would, it just I mean, distracts them from their own business model. You get however many millions, thirty-five, forty, whatever million subscribers Steam has that are hardcore gamers. Five, to be, five million. Well, never mind. You're right. Yeah. Sure. But why why can't Apple just make the same sort of service? No, they can. They build it from the ground up. Yeah. 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 But why would they need to if it already exists? Because they they, they they want it all for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And they want to control everything because they're Apple. Well, that's probably true. So maybe, I really wonder what this is all about. Maybe this has some more to do with the like wearable computers or whatever that Valve is potentially working on. That's another thing. Like people, you got to remember, um, Valve is 
interested in hardware, not necessarily console gaming hardware, but right. different kinds of hardware. Their uh, president, CEO, whatever, Gabe Newell's been talking about doing this kind of stuff for a while. They're very interested in like biofeedback um, mm. kind of stuff. They used it for for Left for Dead. Um, mm. The uh, Michael Abrash, who's a really uh, legendary programmer, worked on Quake. Um, I need to read his thing. He just started blogging, right? Yeah, he wrote a blog about how, what it's like to work at Valve and how it works and cool. stuff. And a lot of Valve employees themselves said, like, yeah, this guy actually explains how it works. Because um, it's always been this kind of weird, like, ill-defined Shangri-La, you know, what paradise. Happens, what happens in the lion's den? North right. Korea combined with <laughs> heaven. Well, yeah, the, direct, the director of the game and the QA guy are kind of listed equally in the yeah, credits, right? Exactly. You don't really know what's going yeah, on. Yeah, and you couldn't find North Korea in that you never really heard anybody explaining exactly how it worked, you know, and everybody just seems so fucking happy. Um, but actually, everybody is so they call happy Gabe there, dear leader. So that's the difference. Um, anyway... He had a, a blog up talking about what they are doing is basically like Terminator Vision, um, wearable computing, kind of like that Google Google Glass glasses right. thing that's supposed to be coming out. Mm. Stuff that's going to have information overlaid over your real vision. And he's talking about you know that that's definitely going to happen in the next uh, twenty years. He says really probably in ten and as soon as like three to five. And they're hiring people to try to. Um, do it. So it's just like wearable HUDs, I guess? Um, I mean, he just says, underlying trend, we've gone from desktops through laptops and notebooks to tablets. More computers in more places more of the time. The logical endpoint is computing everywhere all the time. That is wearable computing. I think we're, right. I think the, the like time frame for that, though, is further out than what we're talking about potentially happening. I here. think Lady Gaga no, will, will be doing it in, in three to five years, but the rest <laughs> of us maybe. No, no, I'm time. not saying it's not going to happen, like be introduced soon or whatever, but I just don't see this becoming like a mainstream thing for a bit. You know, like I can't see this but, like taking but, over the living room. But then again, oh, yeah, smartphones, yes, <laughs> smartphones sort of took the world by storm and became very but see, popular very but fast smartphones make sense like to me like yeah. a, a, a head mounted display is not like a, it, so no, 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 no. i was talking about glasses or contacts imagine yeah. like uh, instead see, of I you see. pulling out your uh, iphone i see that as happening very quickly but it's like checking twitter yeah. it's just constantly going watching that uh, watching the video for google glass become, i was i was annoyed just watching it like having all I that shit in your video. eyes yeah there's a there's a video oh. having all that shit in front of your face all the time that's fucking we're totally we're on like a speeding shinkan and towards idiocracy that's the movie's called right yes yeah, it it yeah. god man it's just sound we're gonna be like tweeting on our eye contact lenses and I, oh, yeah god. i don't need that much like feedback me neither but but no one can argue this is like super exciting news i think right. all of us here at least most of us here big valve fans i personally i have been i get flack every now and then on twitter because i'm constantly saying apple is going to destroy the game industry with whatever they do but i still feel like that tsunami that is a big tsunami like headed our way and whatever they do is going to flip yeah. the industry on its side <laughs> yeah. Just very <laughs> sorry, uh, but you know what I mean. Like I just it's see only Apple, been a year, man. And yeah. I'm not saying this is a good thing or not. I'm just saying for better or for worse, shit is going to get real really soon, and it's going to be you know an interesting time to yep. see how Microsoft, Sony, Sony's not doing too well these days. Like mm-hmm. it's going to be interesting to see how that all. You're right. Apple gets into the even Apple TV with the existing App Store, and like say what you want, I, people Angry Birds will sell to a lot of people on yep. TV. I think the, the to me the question is going to come down to with the whole Apple TV thing is the controller. Like, yeah, right. Are, yep. they, are they if they really are going to go after the dedicated console, it's going to have some kind of dedicated controller thing, or are they going to just kind of 
you know, back off and just say, you know, use your iPad or whatever for this stuff. And well, then it won't be all that different from the Wii U anyway. So, (laughs) well, no, it will. You need a control. You need a. I mean, the Wii U has a real controller. It'll be as different. Well, it'll be as different as an iPhone is from the handheld, which is to say different, but it's still functional. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Speaking of the Wii U, um, apparently, Mm -hmm. according to this kind of bullshit stuff that (laughs) always comes out before a console comes out, um, it's going to cost. Nintendo around one hundred and eighty dollars to make. Um, this is according to that's it. Box. That's cheap. Yes. Um, but then you got the controller that's uh, just saying is going that doesn't co- include the controller. Cost no more than fifty bucks. So they are saying it's going to be at least three hundred bucks. What? Um, two forty nine. Really? Oh, even Reggie has said this is not going to be like a cheap system. Two forty nine with no pack in, maybe three hundred with a pack in or something. Because it, com- it comes out two forty nine. It's only fifty more bucks than the Wii launched at. Right. This is like their premium. Wait, did we launch at two hundred? It wasn't two fifty. Shelf in America. I thought it was two fifty with the pack end. Well, I think. Well, I hope it was two hundred. I don't know. No, I think it was. I just don't. See, I, I I do remember was, Reggie did say that. I just still don't see them launching anything at higher than two fifty. It's just not. I, if anything, I see them losing money until they can afford to keep it that price. I just. I don't know. I don't see it. Yeah. After the 3DS, not, I don't think they're right? interested yeah. in and having like a premium. Set. Think, isn't true. this set? It wasn't everything set and the uh, the quotes and everything from people saying this is not going to be a cheap system and all that. Yes. Isn't that yeah. set before the whole 3DS thing went down? Are you saying that's going to uh, so that there's going to change that or? Well, no, yeah, it I could th- change I, their mind. I think that before the 3DS turned into a clusterfuck, people were like, "Well, we'll just price it however the hype goes," because that's right. what they did with the 3DS. And yeah, that's true. That's probably flux. I mean, there's a reason they don't announce that stuff. A yeah, year of course. Time, How so. are you Nintendo right now, or or Sony or Microsoft, and not just feeling completely anxious and like worried about the future? Like, I, I just can't help but feel. <laughs> I really feel it. I really feel it strongly, man. I feel like, and this, and I'm. I don't you sound want like to be you sound like way. a doom, uh, end times prophet now. Well, I just, <laughs> I think you know, I've been doing this for a long time, and I pretty you know, it's not hard to see these things coming, and like I just see a big thing come. Like if you're launching Wii U ne- this year, in, in in this this kind of you know, environment with this market and everything. It's just like, I agree. I the timing, know, the timing things for the Wii U are, is not good. Things are rapidly, rapidly changing. And I think like, yeah, you're right. I'm an idiot. $250. So, okay. But so, but it, so that, that, but that hits the $300 mark all the more than, right. It's not going to launch at the same price as the Wii U. If they're saying, I mean, I mean, it could. If it this could thing is it. only as powerful as a PS3 and an Xbox, like everyone is saying, which is not the end of the world. I don't think that's a big deal. But I think you just you can't launch it at three hundred dollars. That's too much. It's got. What about be too- all the plastic that goes into that Fisher Price controller? <laughs> I, I don't care. That, I mean, that's cool. But all the you know. Star Wars figures have to be bought and melt, melted down. Yeah. All of my first Sony equipment that has to be reconfigured for that for that controller. What about? I don't know. The sun doesn't grow on trees. Yeah, I, I'm, I, I kid the Wii U. Yeah, <laughs> because I, I love the Wii U. Because we love I, it. I think I might. We um, do. We do keep hearing positive. You know, really like, good. That's true. Yeah, we heard very positive stuff from a third party developer. No recently, less. Yeah. Recently, yeah. Yeah, it's which like is impressive. Yeah, yeah. You do because that's not something you hear very often. No, right. yeah, about Nintendo, anything with yeah, third parties. Yeah, they're usually pissed that they're like they're so their first party stuff is so popular. Yeah, um, right. Anyway, uh, speaking of Nintendo, uh, Ocarina of Time, we have a new world record that is like two hours shorter than the old it's, world it's record. It's crazy. It's yeah. fun to watch. Brendan, you found this thing. It's the Actually, new... JJ mentioned it, yeah. okay. and then I found the video. Well, that's good that you're giving credit where yes. credit is due. Oh, thank um, you. It's like 26, even less than 26 22. minutes. 22. It's like, yeah, 22, 22 minutes. minutes. So basically, 
Um, this guy's not doing anything. Yeah. Like. <laughs> so he basically gets to the end of uh, the Deku Tree, the first dungeon in the game. Yeah. Right. And then pulls some c- crazy shit to Very skip crazy shit. To, like, escaping the final dungeon yes. in the game. Super crazy. Like, he basically has to kill the boss and die at the same time. That, right? I don't even, like, that's amazing that you're even able to do that. Right. right. That alone. But that, that's that just, takes like, skill. one of the requirements. And then you, like... What you well, let actually, a bug free before you even get into the dungeon? Right. You have to get a bottle so okay. that you can get the bug. And in, in, when you're normally playing the game, you can't get a bottle because you get that outside of the forest, okay. which is locked for you. So you have so to you do a glitch to do, do that. Do a glitch. Yeah. At, there's a warp in Expedite the Lost Woods, and you there's a glitch where if you jump in a certain way and then summon Navi, yeah, you'll sink to the bottom of a pool, mm-hmm. which then warps you out of the forest before you're even supposed to be able to do that. Right. Then you can get a bottle. Yeah. And you use the bottle to get a bug. Right. Then you bring that into the first dungeon. Right. And by the way, the only, the only way you can get, apparently the only way you can get back into the forest after having broken the game and going out is by like dying or like, like oh. restarting your game and okay. then you yeah, wake yeah, up yeah. back in the forest. Ah. So, okay. So you get to the final, to the, you get to the boss of the first dungeon, the, right. the Decker tree. You have to do this weird thing where you die at the same time as you kill the boss. That's Goma, right? That's Goma. Yeah. yeah. Then you warp back to the end, the beginning of the, the dungeon and you go back down to the boss's room. Then you go into the boss's room and you release a bug right. and then pick it up again. I, right. don't, I don't know why he did that, but he did that. He said what, what he a lovely it. metaphor. I forget why. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I mean, to make a long story a little bit shorter, he basically ends up being able to move around during a cutscene. Well, one of the things he does, what he, so he's he goes to the warp, yeah, that takes you out of the dungeon, but then sort of cancels it out, right? So, and then at that point, he's sort of so completely screwed over the game that he walks back to the door that um, he had come into the the room with, and then he does a few things. He presses buttons stuff, and then when he goes to the door, he just wakes up in the final dungeon and yeah. he's just there. So it's a, so he needs the bottle to activate the Ocarina items glitch on the edge of the blue warp which allows him to move during the cutscene right, so right. he can get to the door. Right. So actually when a cutscene supposed to be happening he's going to a door which should be blocked off when you kill the boss. Right, right. But because he died when they killed the boss the block did not come to hit the door. Right. So it's like crazy. Glitch piled upon glitch piled what? upon glitch. Yeah. yeah and then did, did you read the part did he, I don't know if he explained in that article you're reading but did he explain why the game put you in the final dungeon? Uh, he does. Um, it's really interesting. He said, yeah. like, the game is trying to load two different things at once. It's trying to load the scene where you get the item at the end of the dungeon, but also trying to load being... Opening trans- that door or whatever. Opening the door and being transported back to the beginning of the dungeon. So with nothing left to throw at you, it just throws a random scene from the game. The values happens. clash, and right. the values that ended up just happen to it be, just happens the to be in the yeah. final dungeon. Whoa. Which is amazing. Yeah. So, And the, the whole thing is legit. Like, yeah. this is not no... Game Shark, right? Do they even make Game Shark anymore. Yeah. There's no, there's no. Back in my day, I, no think, I, think, I think they make Game Genies, yeah. Right, and no messing Jump with over the flag, you though. know, uh, tool assisted anything or whatever. This is totally legit. And he's actually even saying that it probably it would work. work on the 3DS version, right? Too, right. And um, the one funny thing that they he mentioned is that. When you get to the adult portion of the game as a kid, the Deku stick, which is, you know, the, the silly stick you have as a kid, is right. apparently as powerful yeah, as the Yeah, he strongest. actually uses it to beat uh, Ganon. To beat Ganon. <laughs> yeah. And apparently he's as sword. powerful as the Master Sword. Because, yeah. because you're only normally supposed to have the Master Sword in that fight. So I think the game right. is probably just assuming. It's really funny, too, because you can watch the whole ending of the game with Kid Link. 
right. uh, instead of like Adult Link. And only um, at the very end does Adult Link just appear because yeah. they don't have Kid Link. It's being done real time. Yeah, like uh, yeah, that's, that's super fascinating. <laughs> I love this stuff. Like yeah. speed runs and this glitchy stuff is just amazing. Totally, so yeah, awesome. Yeah, to watch. We get we get nerdy into that shit. <laughs> um, so staying on Nintendo, uh, Miyamoto promises Pikmin reveal at E3. 2012, Finally. not too surprising. Um, I, I guess we're assuming this is going to be Wii U and not yeah, um, it would have to 3DS. be 3DS. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I mean, maybe both. Maybe both. It's going to be Wii both. U. Ooh, it could be interesting both. Interesting theory. <laughs> um, yeah. So he said that in an interview with a Spanish newspaper. Um, said anyone who played Pikmin games in the past will enjoy playing. Did you hear that, Hiroko? No, what's happening? Pikmin three is going to be at E3. <laughs> Yay, she said. Big Pikmin <laughs> fan over there. Um, uh, a big Angry Bird fan is Miyamoto. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Miyamoto. I'm just in the podcast right now. Angry Ooh. Birds fan. Um, so he did a bunch of uh, interviews around the uh, the 3DS being used as kind of the um, official, um, what do you call it, guide book audio for the thing Louvre. for the Louvre. Um, <laughs> uh, museum in uh, Paris. Uh, he says, I usually don't comment on these sorts of questions. I guess they asked him what his um, favorite game was of the last year. And he did qualify like non-Nintendo right. game. Oh. Uh, Angry Birds, maybe. Uh, what I like about Angry Birds is that it has a traditional video game feel to it, but it's also a very creative side. And you can really feel that they're having fun developing the game. That's what I like about it. Mm. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, going from... From Miyamoto's perspective, game probably doesn't even show up on his uh, radar as something like, oh, I kind of wish I would have done that, unless it sells like 30 million copies. (laughs) Right, right. So when something does take off to the level of, I mean, we were in Thailand and India, and in the like dingiest like (laughs) spice market corner, there was like... (laughs) Angry Birds knock off Angry Birds counterfeit Angry Birds riding a tuk tuk Angry Birds like yeah, doing yeah that shirt was super yeah. itchy yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you gave that to I remember you gave that to us <laughs> yeah of you course know, we brought it the, uh, first the Angry Birds I did wash it t-shirt. and it was still itchy it's still itchy wow well, it probably was infested you brought us with lice <laughs> I uh, uh and actually uh two days ago or something I was riding on the train and this uh, Filipino woman was wearing uh, Angry Birds Daisy Dukes awesome. <laughs> Wait, yeah. Angry Birds, like cut off, yeah, jean shorts, yeah, with Angry Birds on the pocket. Oh, okay. wow, yeah, sweet man, yeah, holy shit, we gotta get 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 on that action. Yeah, you guys, I like that is one of the best omiyage I think we've ever brought back. Was we got you both Angry one of Birds the worst omiyage shirts. On. Oh, so great! Like if I could wear it, maybe, but like it's like a V neck itchy shirt you can wear that <laughs> i cannot wear that um save it for when uh, pepper grows up yeah cap palm is back at it um <laughs> now okay everybody vote is this like legit mistake another typo or is this trolling is this like i think it's just what- like hey we're getting attention for this let's do it again here's here's what happened uh, okay. resident evil 6 banner ad on on game facts uh, pre-order now and receive an exclusive merchandary merchandaries M E R C H merchandaries map, which is kind of a little funny because it's yeah. kind of you're getting. It depends where you buy it that you get these different maps, um, which honestly kind of sucks. Yeah, um, it's gonna <laughs> fragment the, the the people playing it, and uh-huh. um, yeah, the Capcom DLC maybe not their strongest suit. But what do you guys think? Legit or it's one of those things where like. 
the more it happens, yeah. the less you can tell. Right. That's true. I still think it's legit, though. Yeah. John? I maybe because I'm maybe because I'm not cynical and, and like to think the the world is crazier than it really is. But <laughs> but you're kind of cynical in saying that it's not. Um, I guess it goes both ways. Yeah. Either way is cynical. <laughs> yeah. John. I, I wasn't listening because I just got an emergency message on my phone. <laughs> what, was the, what was the emergency, yeah. John? Yeah. Sure, uh, the emergency. It's not the re- our listeners so don't care important. about this. You're right, but... they don't. And so <laughs> you shouldn't be checking your cell phone. <laughs> yes, thank you. Um, what they do care about is Monster Hunter outside of Japan. And um, friend of the show, Christian Svensson, um, Capcom VP, I think. He's up uh, there now. Not, doesn't say there here, but um, he says a, a lot of stuff in the, their boards a lot. Uh, response to a Capcom Unity forum thread asking about the future of Monster Hunter series outside of Japan. He had this to say, Alas, Monster Hunter announcements tend to be made in Japan. As such, I have no news to share at this moment, but you shouldn't be worried. Um, Ooh, very nice. A lot of people Promising. were expecting an announcement at that recent Captivate event. But, um, yeah, this, this... I guess we're just going to have to wait till E3. That's what they're yeah. saying on here. I guess so. Um, what did come out of the Captivate event was some new um, Lost Planet... No, yeah. I, don't know. I fell else? asleep <laughs> just um, even saying the name of the game, yeah. Lost Planet 3. Um, Devil May Cry. What would you guys think of the new Devil May Cry? Trailer? I actually Quick thought it was pretty good. Really? Yeah. I thought, like, it was much more in tune with the Devil May Cry series than before. Um, but what is that? More in tune what meaning, that mean? uh, <laughs> meaning like Rob Don- Zombie, Dracula, <laughs> blasting in the right, background, right, right, right? Basically, yeah. You have to. That, that music is shit. Yeah, like garbage. Dude, it is Power Man Five Thousand. Yes, it is. So it fits the series. No, it doesn't. No, that's yeah. terrible. Nothing. It fits nothing. That, like, music, <laughs> that music fits nothing like, except shit garbage Power Man Five Thousand videos. <laughs> right. Like, I think it made yes, by Rob agreed. Zombie's brother, Rob Zombie's brother, for like five hundred dollars with his friends. And as that, that's awesome. That's great. <laughs> right. Rob Zombie's brother, you can have that. That's awesome. <laughs> Wonderful. But just keep it out of. Fucking games. Yeah, you know, actually, when they first designed that showed the, the the character and everybody was hating on it, I was like, okay, cool. Like this guy's like a new wave, you know, eighties look to it. But it's like they've kind of seems like they've kind new of thrown 80s, that away. It seemed more like uh, people were more interpreting it as kind of like a tweeny Twilight, Twilight, kind of yeah, emo. Well, I didn't. I, I didn't see it that way. I I was I was seeing like eighty. You saw like wave. Ducky. The game. The game yeah. itself yeah. looks good. He he looks like a douche. I think. But the game. Well, itself he's always been a good. douche. No, I mean he was just. He's just not. He was not a douche with a bra. He was a white haired douche. Dante was a douche. Everyone agrees. No, the original Dante was not. It was not the original Dante was kind of badass at the time. Before think back. Think back. Before he went to Right. Exactly. Before he was like killing demons by throwing while throwing. When he was there. basically a Resident Evil character that got turned So before the game a... came out. Yeah. No, no. He was never like... He, he was never as badass as he thought he was. Yes. yes. I will that, give okay. you that. Yes. Okay. But he was cool. He was... He was... He was... I yes. would not use that word. Okay, here's, here's neutral, okay? Here's yeah. neutral. Here's lame on this side of it. He was on this side of neutral. Closer to cool than lame, okay? Yeah, okay. I think so. Maybe. Come on, okay. Come on. Okay. okay. Remember back to Devil May Cry 1. He wasn't Devil lame. Devil May Cry 1, okay? Devil May Cry 2 <laughs> was kind of shitty, but Don Dante himself was not shitty in Devil May Cry 3. It was only kind of after that that you look now with your 2012 lenses back at like trench coat and right, yeah. that shit and you're like in your bra whatever <laughs> your <Yeah>. gun bra <laughs> his, his bro or whatever um but 
yeah, I my my problem honestly, it a lot of it is like the music and like the feel and mm. the, like atti- the attitude, the two that they're going for with the pizza penis. I don't what? even. What? Don't, don't even know. know. I know what you're talking about. Don't yeah. even. Uh, yeah, don't, don't elaborate, Yentl, okay. on yeah. that one. Um, <laughs> but uh, anyway, we'll, we'll see what they do with it. Um, definitely, like too early as far as I'm concerned sure. to judge. A lot of people who played it are, but it is on my radar. Excited again. on it. Okay. Um, and uh, let's see, Capcom DLC fiasco. Yeah, we got to wrap stuff up. I guess the last thing to talk about. Is um, we want to talk about this the Wired story or the, the the thing that kicked it off and everything about used games and whether they're going to be not in the next system or not and whether that's a good thing. Or, oh next, yeah, yeah. That was a story this. by Chris Kohler. Well, first, Wired. first there was a story by uh, Richard Brown, former former IDOS developer and VP of Core Studios, THQ, basically saying that the quote unquote real cost of used games is not to the publisher but the consumer. And basically, it's causing the death of single-player gaming. And, you know, he raises some good points. Um, so, you know, he specifically points out, like, the Tim Schafer game. It's talking about, like, a couple hundred thousand people buy it, but that's it. And then it just churns, and people play it over and over, but they buy used copies. And so then you don't get more of those kind of games. Right, because the publisher doesn't get any. <laughs> and a lot of games that should or just be single-player games, quote-unquote, should be single-player games. And he cites... Um, uh, two games, Ninja Gaiden and Uncharted, as like, hey, you don't need multiplayer. I would add Dead Space to that list too, and mm. I mean, even Mass Effect. I haven't played the multiplayer, but it seems people like, say it's really great. Though. That's true. GP really likes it, but I, it is weird how every game now kind of has to have multiplayer, mm. and that's costing money and resources from what could be a more pure single player experience. That's true, as opposed to something that's supposed to be or meant to be or works as a multiplayer experience. Bioshock. So that yeah, so that's that's and that's his argument, and then <clears throat> Chris Kohler basically came back and um, with who, the fire, yeah, who wants to summarize his? Uh, you know, he's he's basically saying games sales have doubled since 2000, which is when GameStop really started yeah. rising to power, and um, you know, he cites um, some evidence and statistics about that people who do sell their games put that credit towards new games and actually GameStop Definitely. encourages that. I, I am that guy. Like I sell games so I can buy games. Right. New. Right. And, and that's the thing. And it, it does have a point that GameStop offers you um, apparently like a bonus when a trade is applied to the pre-order of a subsequent right. purchase of a brand new day one right. full price game. Um, he's also talking about reasons why sales could have been flat or down since 2008, namely like the Wii dropping off popularity the App Store and iPhones rise right, in yeah. popularity, the global financial crisis, all of which are pretty damn good points. I I've actually, I've actually heard the global global financial crisis actually increases game sales, though, because fewer people are now going out and taking vacations and do all that stuff. Because They're it's looking, very cost effective. It's much more cost effective just buy a video game, right? But I mean, that's right. neither here nor there. <laughs> um, so you know, he's just saying games cost too much i guess is his basic um first uh, of it duh. and saying <laughs> that um also that uh games cost too much and there are plenty of game publishers doing something about it the ones that won't just keep losing their customers um so he's talking about like uh the number one reason why in 2008 survey games were traded in was the game's not good so he's kind of saying 60 dollars is okay for i think this was him right the skyrims and the Call of Duties of the world, the AAA roller coaster right. rides. Yeah. Um, or maybe this was the other guy, actually. But everything else after that is um, 
is is getting bottom ended by a lot of like people are okay with playing these smartphone cheaper games for mm. well isn't the bottom line of all this though that games basically cost too much i mean that's is that not the takeaway i mean because that's, that's what his takeaway is yeah even though you know he is you talking about Kohler? Kohler. yeah yeah point talking about you know that games used to cost more like back when they were uh cartridges like yeah. In, well, they did and they didn't, right? I mean, they did. There was an era in the Super There was like a point in the Super Nintendo era when everything in Genesis, when everything got crazy expensive. But if you think back to like the NES days, I was just looking at uh, ads for like NES games recently because of that uh, that uh, Frank Cifaldi article about the Super Mario release date. Oh, right. And like right. new games were like $29 and $24 for like the what at the time were the AAA sort of big things, right? I know there's inflation and all that, but that's still a big difference. Like in Japan, it was a little affordable. different, though, right? Well, we're not talking about Japan okay. right now, though, right? We're more talking about the West. I, mm-hmm. I, I feel like games are too expensive, and this, for better or for worse, you're saying of, first party like AAA first party Nintendo games were thirty twenty nine and thirty four ninety nine. Like yeah, they were more, but yeah, I mean, no, maybe, they were. maybe you're wrong. Yeah, I remembered them that way, right, but I thought my memory was going, and then I saw all these Target ads. Well, not Target, whatever it was back in the day, like Sears or whatever. Kmart, right? Kmart, yeah, we're, we're like thirty four ninety nine to twenty nine ninety nine. That wow. is cheap, although that's well in current dollars, that's probably about I know. 50. But back then, there was the going price. There were the price of cards. Not as many people were playing games back then. The big point, though, the big thing here is I think games, I think it's pretty much true that games are getting too expensive Mm. because, uh, or or it's more like games are getting too cheap. The iPhone games that are coming in for like a dollar or whatever have sort of, you know, the bottom has kind of fallen out on on the pricing market. And I think... It's nothing you can do about it. It's gonna. It's it's this iPhone. You can either see it as this revelation, this revolution that you're really happy about, or you see it as disease. It's like T virus that's coming and ruining the industry. But one way right. or another, it's like changing the whole landscape. Well, I think I think the real thing developers need to realize is that it seems like there, there's like this strict divide where it's a download game. It's going to be cheap. If it's a console game, it's going to be. It's going to be $60. Right. And I think developers need to take a cue from the download games is that they can scale this to it be a console game that's only 3,000 yen and maybe a little bit shorter or, or and maybe not have that many elements to it, but still a complete game. They need to understand that they can scale the prices. And I feel like they don't do that enough. I mm. guess it's it'll be interesting to see. Right now we're in the middle of it, so it's impossible to know sure. where or if it's going to like yeah. suss out and balance out. I mean, right now it's like... I mean, I, nobody wants the big budget tentpole triple A, you know, huge, epic, massive games to go away. Of course, and like, I, so I would love these these little, you know, dollar. Who's it? What's it's coming out? But everybody's putting out a lot of like shitty games, some interesting games, like cheaper games would be all great. But it is definitely like it is not a have your cake and eat it too scenario. It's definitely taking away resources more and more one from the other, like. Mm. Konami, especially here in Japan, Sega, a lot of those guys um, are like dedicating more and more resources to social games. And I mean, we right. talk about it all the time. And I, about well, that's where the a, real problem. That's just is. a gold rush. I, just, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know that it's a gold know. rush. I think like the era of the you know big budget AAA like b- multi million dollar game is is is, is coming to a close. Or at least, but it's, it's never going to come to a close because at the same time, yeah. like Skyrim is people know, still love that games shit. are bigger than ever. Like, like, but the market's going to shrink. Separating, well, yeah, AAA, it's going to shrink. Maybe it's not coming to a close, but it's going to become less and less of the norm. It's going to be more the exception, I think. I think there's just no way around it. Well, the games that are dying are the ones that are not the humongous AAA epics, but still want want you to pay $60. They're the ones stuck in the middle. It's the middle games that are getting fucked. And I think that, Mm. like... 
yeah. pricing could be a good way to get those games sold. Like, I, I right, there are a lot of games that I would not buy at sixty dollars, but I would buy definitely at thirty. Like, it's exactly there is a like a breaking point for games, and sure. there's and and like with movies, like you know, you don't go to the theater all the time because it's like the number one movie you got to see. Sometimes you just go to go, right, 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 and there really isn't anything like that when you're paying sixty dollars for a game. You're right, and that's why, like, of course. Steam, like, yeah, that, right. That's why. Okay, I'm actually going to buy this now. That's twenty bucks. Exactly, now that it's thirty yeah. bucks or whatever. That, that's pretty much all I do on Steam. Right, and like that's the thing because people buy games and they don't play them, but that you know, at yep. least they're buying them. Right, right. totally. Well, um, I guess we got to wrap this sucker up. So um, we're going to get to work on some new tech with our our, our new friends. Well, here in our own studios at the Eight Four Towers yes. too, we're going to figure out some things. Hopefully, get a um. Skype uh, name that you can call and right. give us feedback um, yeah. live. Until then, uh, we always appreciate feedback at our new home <laughs> at giantbomb.com. Yeah, we don't really know what, where, like exactly where on Giant Bomb our new home yeah. is or just, like where, how you're going to interact us with us. But, but, you know, probably in the podcast They section. tell us it's going to be there. So I'm sure they have some here. kind of comment system mm-hmm. there that, <laughs> that you can use. <laughs> give, give us something little, give at us that a little time, too. We're actually, you know, this is all, it's all coming together. It's been coming yeah. together for a while, but it's we're all, we're all busy people. They're yes. busy guys. They yes. just moved over to the new offices. We're busy guys. We got lots of projects going on. We haven't really been able to put 100% into this yet, but you know, mm. we don't need to. It'll 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 grow. It'll it'll That's right. holes will be filled in as we Organic. go. We have <laughs> things in the works. Yes. So, but if you do like us already, tell a friend. Um, yes. especially and, the iTunes reviews have been slowing down as of late. Oh. I will just say <laughs> listen to our <laughs> sister podcast. I always I always love the every five every like five reviews like these guys are racist. That's like the whole review and it's really? like what? what are you Yeah, you guys don't read the no. reviews. Are we racist? Wait, how are we racist? We have, we have like you know, a bunch of five star reviews, and then every now and then it's like these guys are racist. Well, awesome. We are all white people, <laughs> except Hiroko, who we threw out That's of right. the podcast. Oh, God, we're we so racist. racist. That must anyway. be it. Yeah. All right, so yeah, listen to our our little brother podcast on Tuesdays yes. um, if, if you have time. Um, the giant a little, podcast, a little podcast. Um, otherwise, we'll be back uh, in two weeks. Every two weeks, you can also find us at eight jp um, on Twitter at, at Mark MacD, John TV, Brennan Beyond, S P R S K. And at Hiroko84. Or um, at our company uh, Twitter, 84Play. Yeah, and let us know, especially if you're like a new listener. Like, we're, we're now is the time that we're going to be uh, changing and messing around with some students. This is the college phase of our, our, of our podcast period. <laughs> so, yeah. season two. We're open to new experience. <laughs> the, the college years, yes, where yes. Mr. Beldings, for some no reason, shows up <laughs> at your college. <laughs> we're, we're open to experimentation right. and, yes. and new doors to of perception yes or whatever that means so also keep yeah. up the 8-4 bump that has been amazing the response to that has been awesome lots of yeah. people been yeah. tweeting in or sending messages about how they're adding 84 cents to their kickstarter pledges yes that's um, cool so yeah republic um give it give it uh give it some give it money some love check it out ios game friend of the show ryan payton worked real hard on that so um Throw him some chizange. Yeah. and we got uh, some messages from people who also gave it to Wasteland and uh, Banner Saga. Oh, that's and, awesome! Yeah, so definitely, yes, right, make on. it a thing, a thang. Cool. Yeah. All right, and uh, we've got uh, some other surprises in store in the coming weeks, but um, I guess that'll do it for now. So um, until two weeks from now, thanks for listening. And who's going to take us out? Go.
training camp. Back as you hit the groin. Good back, back as you hit the groin. That's great. Give him a kick to the genitals. Kick, 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 kick to the genitals. Repeat that kick to the groin. Yeah, repeat it. Focus fruit of the junk. Focus fruit of the junk. Junk, 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 the junk. Great. Let's continue with the blow to the groin. Yeah. Blow, blow, blow to the groin. Yeah. Excellent blows to the groin. Yeah. Kick dudes in the dick, dick. Kick his groin. Kick his genital triangle. Ah, oh, the dick, the dick. Ah, oh, the dick, the dick. Pop to the groin. Pop, pop, pop to the groin. Oh. Kick him in the dick. Kick, kick in the dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah. Kick dudes in the dick. Kick dudes in the dick. Ah. Dick, 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 dick. In the dick, in the genital triangle.